you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast. Made you swipe right on Tinder. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal sitting in for Dan Handis, and I'm surrounded by some heroes. Mark Sessler. And Colleen Wolf. What's up? How are happening? you? Greg, a massive user of Tinder. Under the radar, but you're on there quite a bit. Well, I yeah. think we all are, right? We're, I mean, well, we're yeah, all Well, yeah, it's all under the radar, but it's like you, my gotta, wife you just want to see what's going on. My wife's not a, a fan of it. You know, you're you're the youngest one of us, Colleen. I mean, I know you're married and everything, but you would be the most likely to use Tinder. Let's be honest. He lives on the other side of the country right now. Well, Things could get- all right. So I don't use Tinder, but my roommate does. She's going to kill me for this. But And she wow. sends me the best profile pictures in the world. So it's a great experience for me because I don't have to actually be on it to you know, have all these great things. I have been given a chance to take over. David Ely, one of our editors oh, that's true. at the holiday party, allowed me to take over his Tinder for Smart. about two hours. And it went very well, actually, very well. He was on the precipice of a date. I asked him a couple <laughs> days later what happened. No progress. The thing fell off a cliff the minute. Well, this is out. a common thing. We're going to get – we have a big show today, by the way. I know uh, TD behind the glass, he uses Tinder all the time. We're going we're gonna to get some letters from the future, which is pretty exciting. Not many shows are able to uh, really break the space-time continuum. None that I've seen. And jump into the future. We're going to do that. We're also going to hand out some uh, senior superlatives, an idea from Colleen Wolf, you know, like like just in your yearbook, you know, best dressed, best hair, some things related to the NFL. We're going to do that. But (laughs) I I don't want to drop this this Tinder thing quite yet, because Mark, when you take over, sometimes you take over cell phones, you know, of friends of yours and you start texting back and forth with ladies and well no hold on that's back. that's not character i've taken over a twitter account i'm not texting i've back seen and it forth happen you've ladies. done some texting back and forth and you write some crazy things and and not the, as me though as the right. per, the owner of the phone exactly right, right but the women seem to go for it and for the most part even though you write uh crazy like poems essentially well the one the one time <laughs> back in the day when myspace was like a dating mechanism uh-huh. long before i was married a friend and i set up a fake account 
for what was like a cute girl in Brooklyn, mm. a guy friend and I, like we just were like trying to test what are, what did it, you know her? Or no, 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 it was a that fake person. Found. Okay, oh, got it. Created okay. a fake person out of nothing, and you know the the influx of nonsense that she received was awe inspiring. Like the crappy oh, come ons the guys are sending and everything, it just made us feel a little bit better because, mm. and it made me feel worse for women everywhere. Well, it made you feel a little worse just that you had set up this really strange creepy That's, thing. That potentially was a little out of bounds, but it was an experiment. <laughs> On that note, I, I think uh, it's time to, to go behind the class. Say hello to TD. How you doing, buddy? What is going on, guys? Just real quick, a bunch of shows that have used time travel before. Boy, oh, my world, gosh. All family right. Guy, CW's Flash, Family Time. No, but those those did it as like sort of a bit. Yeah. We legitimately were given letters we have them. from the future. Gotcha. We yeah. have the yeah. answers. This is, yeah, this is a game changer. By the way, for everyone listening who misses Dan Hansis, as you should, and Chris Wesseling, as you should, uh, they're going to be back from vacation next week. We'll all be back together, I believe, for our Thursday show. Wes will be here early in the week. So that's just sort of a status update. But you can read Dan's uh, fan pain rankings, which is a, a great series going great. up on the site. Little plug there. And now let's uh, let's do a little news. Before we do some news. No, you're always coming up with a <laughs> couple things. I just want to do the news. We've, we've been... just, well, see, me and Dan have our differences, but at least he gives me you know, okay. a little time. Real quick, toilet update. He just complains My about it afterwards. Oh, good. I've been waiting for this, TD. My toilet has been fixed. I still need to fix the floors, <laughs> but no more self-cleaning bubble bath toilet. Um, so that's awesome. And real quick, I brought up Tinder in the open simply because Russell Wilson, man, he needs to slow down. Mm. And I have a relationship question for you, Colleen. Oh, great. He's out here on Instagram posting photos with the following captions. One of them is him and Sierra. He goes, the one. That's all That's all that's in there. The other photo goes, love ballad. Sierra's caption for him goes, oh, this is the sweetest man I've ever known. It's all a little cheesy, and I don't really well, like any of it, of all, to be honest. Here, as the body language expert, did you pick up anything in those pictures? Russell's because I looked a little strong. looked a little stiff to me. It looked like a little bit some sort of relationship that's just set up by publicists. And <laughs> Russell's coming a little bit too strong for me. You know, he needs to yeah. slow down. He needs yeah. to not be cut up. He has a girl already. Well, he's got a lot of pent-up uh, <laughs> frustration or whatever you want to call it. We're praying for him. Has yeah, a girl yeah. already. All right, let's do some news. All right. The major award. Hey, real quick of a reminder before I head out of here. The, for heaven's sakes. The show was up for a Stitcher podcast oh. of an award up against, you know, the starters, Steve Austin's show. I think we're going to come away with it, though. I thought you were referencing that we're giving out the superlatives later in the show. Yeah. Which uh, would have made sense. Uh, Lots of awards to all, go around. It's all intertwined. Time travel. So, the, so TD basically was here for five minutes, dominated the mic for those five minutes, and then is, is leaving. What a job. This is what you call a hard day at the office for TD. Sully. Back to the apartment to deal with domestic issues. So the big news, of course, on Wednesday uh, was the deadline for signing – your franchise players to a long-term contract. And a little bit of a surprise, I would say. We ended up having a very busy day. Des Bryant, Justin Houston, Demarius Thomas, and uh, Steven Guskowski. Yeah. Don't forget about him. All signed contracts uh, for the day. And um, everyone's wondering, like, how how are these contracts going to go? Which one was the best value? Which one will blow up in the team's face? So many questions, and we're lucky enough to have the answers. We have acquired some letters, like I said, from the future, and they're really going to give us the answers. So uh, why don't we start with with Colleen Wolf, who has 
really been able to acquire a letter related this is to, great. Des, to yeah. Des Bryant. The future came in, gave this one to me. So it's a letter to Jerry Jones from the future. Hey, Jerry, it's the future again. So much is happening here. Infinite time and space, it's exhausting. Anyway, about the Des deal, you did the right thing. Des deserved the money, and he played four more pretty good years mm. before falling off a cliff. Not literally, but close. There was an incident in Cabo. We won't get into it. Listen, too many pieces were out of place at this point. Tony Romo had to deal with multiple back issues in mm. 2015 and beyond. Mm. His herniated discs were nearly as painful as the rotating rushers they brought in to replace DeMarco Murray, which, by the way, wow, what an end to the career he had in Philly. I mean, that was insane, DeMarco Murray. All right, ultimately, your <laughs> I desperate hear more cries from that part. to win a championship for the first time in over two decades were answered by a buddy of mine, Silence. He's a nice guy, but Silence, oh. he sucks to go drinking with. Mm. The offense never replicated its 2014 efficiency, and the Eagles continued to win the division and beat you every Thanksgiving. Sorry about your losses. By the way, super weird. You look the same now as you do in the future. <laughs> See you soon the future <laughs> that's grim that, yeah. that was a scorcher. that is really grim well the des contract that alone really didn't seem like a negative but it is interesting i mean you must have been now that we're talking to you colleen right. you must have been kind of excited great news for your philadelphia eagles this is great it looks like everything works out for the eagles i mean yeah des got paid but you know the cowboys at this point it's not looking great for them for the eagles though i mean future is bright you know there was a call between des and jerry jones uh that's on their website where J- Jones is in New York talking on conference call with Des Bryant at headquarters. Is this so, when he was with Rock Nation? And yeah, he's, he's like, he says he's sitting next to a table of Brazilian Cowboys fans that are beside themselves that Des signed his contract and <laughs> said we're going to win five straight Super Bowls, but clearly the future is telling us that is not even close. That, oh. that phone call really was the moment where I just, if if you don't mind seeing the Cowboys fall apart this year, which I don't really care either way, but just the level of confidence right now in that building, just like, I think this is our team. This is the time we're doing Whenever it's that team that it's like everything's setting up, it has to be this year, this is the time, like, it, that never works out. Minus the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year. Right. That was that was exactly. the year that the Cowboys thought they were going to have, I believe it was the second T.O. year where they were coming up. They were the one seed, but they had lost in the play. And everyone just thought they'd walk to the title. I think you have to sign Des Bryant to this contract and everything. It's not like it's a it's a bad contract, but the level of like hype and hubris in Dallas right now is pretty high. Well, I mean, if they didn't sign Des, what would their offense look like? I mean, it it would be if he held out, it would be. I mean, that's awful. You can't. I mean, yeah, you have a great offensive line, but that only gets you so far. The quote from uh, Des, uh, from Jerry to Des, well, he started the phone call with, uh, I just want to hug your neck right now. <laughs> Listen, they like each other. Something I've never, right. I know, but I've never said that to another person. I want to hug your neck. Well, not, why not the whole thing? He also said. That sounds uh, like you're strangling somebody. Right. That, it's all, and that's maybe you know indicative of what he put Jones through. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he got a great deal. Ultimately, all the off-field stuff that people were worried about, I don't think it had a huge effect. He's going to get. $33 million fully guaranteed, really almost regardless. And as long as he's still on the team next year, uh, he'll wind up probably getting $45 million guaranteed. And now, if he if something happened over the next year, a lot of these guarantees were puffed up a little bit. They could get rid of him if, if something terrible off the field or on the field uh, happened. But here was the other quote. Uh, you did a good job associating yourself with Jay-Z. He's wonderful. I spent hours with him last night. 
That was Jerry. I didn't Jerry understand talking. the whole like sidebar Jay Z story and Rock Nation. It almost it's seemed weird like part Jay- of the deal. Like you've got to come out and say how great it was to negotiate with us, and without mm. you, this wouldn't have gotten done. Mm. Because there's been obviously, that you know, they rattled some cages. Some people weren't happy about that whole group forming themselves and taking over players. But here's the thing. Jay-Z's not negotiating that contract. No, CAA did it. So, yeah, uh, Tom Condon, who's you know one of the most famous, probably powerful agents, he's the one who negotiated. I guess Rock Nation was somehow saying they have a lot of support services and other things that they're going to do to make sure Des Bryant stays on the straight and narrow and they have you know, commercials and all this stuff for him. But Hold on, we're skipping over something important here. Yes. We just, nobody acknowledged the fact that Greg just did a slight Jera, uh yeah. Attempt. Good right. job with it, too. A pretty bad one. Yeah, it was pretty. Welcome it was not bad, but Welcome. I can't believe nobody nobody called him out on it. It's I'm almost saying. like I, got, as I, I, I can't I can't not go on and say something <laughs> about this. I want to just move on and forget Our producers about it. are very frisky today. Our, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The one thing I can't imagine is what is that like hanging out a couple hours, uh, Jerry and Jay-Z? And th- is this basically a situation where Jay-Z is his – role in the matter is that he has to hang out with Jerry Jones for a couple of hours just to kind of make this deal happen. It's like, hey, I get to hang out with Jay-Z. That's worth a couple million dollars. Who is it more of a chore for, Jerry or Jay? Oh, Jay-Z. Are you kidding me? I right? think Jerry Jones loves it. I'm right? sure. Oh, I think he loves it. Well, I mean, we aren't allowed to say certain things about the 32 owners, so let's just <laughs> continue on. All right. Well, I'd love to hear more about um, what's happened with all these deals in the future. So that it's kind of silly for us to even analyze it when we when we have all the answers. And uh, Mark, I believe you've acquired a letter. Well, this and this, um, you know, first Colleen wrote us and said, like, I've got a letter from the future and we didn't have anything. But then suddenly I got an email Mm. and it came over email. So there must still be email from Chris Wesley and myself. Interesting. And probably the date on it is attached to September 43rd. 2041. Wow. So things Bra- are different. Breaking Crazy. news. The ca- the whole calendar. Calendar's changed. It's changed. Entirely. Here's how it goes. It just says, apparently I wrote this. I said, I'm sitting here with my dear old friend, Chris Wessling. We're at our favorite tavern, the updated Whaler 4. Ooh. Watching snow tumble down over the Pacific Ocean. Climate alterations have turned Los Angeles into a cold weather environment, making it much like the city you once called Green Bay which itself was swallowed up in an event we'll call the first visitation. Our society and the NFL you knew has changed beyond imagination, but more on that later. Wes and I were just talking about the old days of the league, and he referenced one of the worst contracts ever handed out, the massive five-year, $70 million deal given to Demarius Thomas of the old Denver Broncos franchise. Nobody knew in 2015 that Thomas would hold out the next offseason, steamed over the cash Julio Jones received. But John Elway and the Broncos wouldn't budge this time, and Thomas never played again, drifting away from the game and falling hard for a Denver-area poetess named Elian Shadowfox. <laughs> By week eight of the 2016 season, the two had run away together to a wheatgrass farming commune in Boulder mm. that also doubled as a writer's retreat for quasi-revolutionaries. Still, Elway won in the end, boldly waving farewell to Peyton Manning, promoting Brock Osweiler, and signing an unknown young wideout named Webster Slaughter III. Together, the Denver Broncos would finally win another Super Bowl in 2018. Mm. And that came two years before the visitors arrived, and everything changed from then. Back to the beers with Wes, yours, Mark. Wow. It kind of, it, you know, it threw me because 
It's a little bit about football. This is Mark talking but, now in the yeah, present. Yeah, this is me now. And I, because there's a lot going on. I, well, I feel like listeners out there, their me. mind has been blown. And I just want to say that now the letter from the future is over. We're in the present. It bothered me because forget the Demarius Thomas business, and we can get down to that. It's just like, <laughs> what on earth has happened to our planet? I mean, visitors. What? Who are the visitors? I'm probably not going to have kids at this point because if there's visitors coming, I, I don't like visitors at all. Well, and it's happening two like, years like from now. I don't parents, like them at my house. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Still getting Colleen there. was taking notes during it. I'm just wondering, what are, what are these notes? Like quasi-revolutionaries. Like, what are your notes? That you're well, I, I, I wrote down for some reason, I like the fact that Wes was talking about the old days of the league. because that's, Oh, it's way back yeah. when. I mean, uh-huh. it's, you know, and I'm glad to know that I'm still friends with Chris. Um, yeah, that's cool. But it sounds like a bad world to live in other than that maybe i don't know i i guess just thinking about the football part of it all ultimately the more important part yeah well no i'm thinking about thomas he ran away with with the poetess right well it's ultimately was it a good or a bad contract does the letter the letter because they did win the super bowl in 2018 not with him but you know whatever whatever happens to win the super bowl I think I think it's it's one thing that it made me think about was that you do have the Julio Jones contract coming. You've got the mm. AJ Green, and is he going to pull? Is, could one of these guys pull a Michael Bennett where you get your deal, and then 365 days later you're antsy and you want a new deal, or you, you know? run yeah. off with a poet? That's sure. always a possibility. Yeah, it's I mean, always good went, that you have a slaughterhouse the third or whatever waiting in the wings. <laughs> Webster Slaughter the third. Slaughter the third. Right. I I feel like. You know, Demarius Thomas didn't get really like a lot of attention between him and Des Bryant. He got the the better contract ultimately, at least the more a little more guaranteed money. It was pretty much the same. It's weird to me that that the agency that represents Demarius Thomas is getting bought by CAA, the agency that represents mm-hmm. Des Bryant. Like last week, that came out in the news, and then that these two contracts come out within an hour of each other. And oh, by the way, they're the exact same contract. Like they they were the ones like, they were the ones, you know, saying that there was collusion and then they basically just did the same, same contract together. I don't know. Yeah. It's very murky. You look at this team and if they didn't sign him, I think that they would still be able to be okay if he held out. Whereas Mm. with the Cowboys, they would be in so much more trouble because you do have Peyton Manning and Emmanuel Sanders you could make something happen there, but you have C.J. Anderson and Gary Kubiak who could make the run game sort of balance things out, but that's not the case in Dallas. I agree with you because I think Dez, you removed Dez from the Cowboys, and that's a, potentially a 4-12 and 12 type team because everything changes for them. I, don't, I think D- Denver's got one more shot with Peyton that's the That's fair, but they are in as much as, as much as the Cowboys are in win-or-else mode right now. I mean, the Broncos are really in win-or-else mode yeah. right now. And Demarius Thomas, people say, well, did Manning make him? I mean, he was pretty productive with Tim Tebow. That's he the, was. That's the ultimate sign of uh, respect. And and this contract guarantees that the Josh McDaniels era will live on in Denver for a little while. <laughs> you know, Josh McDaniels was misunderstood in Denver a little bit. How about that 2010 draft class he had in Denver? Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas. Uh, who am I forgetting here? Parrish Cox was in that mix. Uh-huh. I know I'm forgetting some pretty good, pretty good names uh, on the offensive line. Zane Beatles, Tim Tebow. That one didn't work out too well. Jamie and they Walton. started what six and zero or something, or six and one. They had a great start. Yeah. first year. Yes. Um, so the third big uh, contract uh, of the day was for Justin Houston, and uh, 
I'm lucky. I uh, was able to get this letter. It came. It just was at my desk this morning, strangely, hmm. when I showed up. Uh, it's from the year 2020, and uh, it was addressed to, to Andy Reid. Dear Andy Reid, I'm writing you from the year 2020 to send you congratulations for the Justin Houston contract. It will turn out to be the best value of the three big contracts signed on July 15, 2015. But no one will remember it or give you any credit because you still work for the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember how NFL Network didn't even mention Houston's contract until 20 minutes into total access on the day they (laughs) signed it? Despite the fact he's the second highest paid defensive player in history? That actually was the last time Houston or the Chiefs have been mentioned on the network at all. Wow. You really have no one to blame but yourself, big fella. Ever since perfecting your five-yard slant and a cloud of dust offense and signing Alex Smith to a lifetime contract, the general public has only grown vaguely cognizant of your existence. Justin Houston is the perfect player to lead your franchise into a bland vanilla future. But I don't want to sound like this is all bad. You and I both know you have this entire football existence figured out ever since you cheated your way to that punt, pass, and kick competition title (laughs) at age 13. You can continue to win nine games every season, eat the best barbecue in the country, and wear as many Hawaiian shirts as you want in Kansas City until the end of time, and no one is going to even notice. That's a hell of a lot better than Philadelphia. Signed, Marty Schottenheimer for some strange reason. Wow. He knows where you sit, huh? That's weird. I don't know why Marty was so concerned. He knew who he could get it to to get it publicized. Yeah, so... There it sounds go. like the Chiefs are going to firmly stay planted on Dan's pain rankings, though. That's true. If not climb higher. Well, they're going to continue to win nine games, but I think for Andy, it's good news that, that he's kind of got this perfect group of guys that can just win nine or ten games every year that no one really will ever bother him or complain. He's better than Herm Edwards. He's better than Todd Haley. The lifetime contract for Alex Smith seems right on point. Makes sense mm-hmm. from every from that angle from his you know from history. Well, it's a revolutionary damage. offense when you can just throw the ball five <laughs> yards, never go further than fifteen yards in the air, and still compete at the NFL level. Yeah, it's I mean, not good. I mean, can Justin Houston get a little uh, respect? I, a lot of that, you know, it seems surprising. But the, that when it when that actually happened. But the NFL twenty minutes Network, of the NFL Network thing is is true. Well, God bless them. They work very hard put it, put that show together, so I'm sure they had their reasons for that. They buried I, the I mean, he is arguably the second-best defensive player in the league to J.J. Watt. No question about that. And without him, they have six sacks last season. And right? I, mean, I think his many? whole thing where he came Bali, close yeah. to the sack total was completely washed out down the stretch last year. Very little credit for that or attention. Well, and he's good He's good against the run and the pass. So there, if you looked at the, the players signed on Wednesday – Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas, they didn't get as much money as Justin Houston. No one knows who Justin Houston is, really, but they didn't get as much money because he makes a difference on every down, and they are really just, you know, they're going to make a difference on passing downs, and that's it. Poor, poor Chiefs fans. Yeah, it's a, it's a lack of justice. I think, I think really what this letter spoke to, too, is that the Chiefs fans, who we didn't mention as the best fans in the NFL when we went around the room, they, they have to be right up there. They, they are. They're so supportive that it's almost like it's almost like a restaurant with a perfect tourist trap location always has mediocre food you know what i mean because <laughs> they don't have any incentive to have great food they're going to print money regardless because of the beautiful 
ocean view. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, the endless supply of Hawaiian shirts for Andy Reid. Well, that too. And the barbecue. I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to make a joke or anything. The, it's great barbecue. It's a Listeners great, it's a great did spot. not know that they would get a five-minute rant on highway restauranteering from Greg. During not really the show, highway, is, but like if you're oh. in a tourist place, you never want to go. Usually, the place with like the best location that's serving the fried seafood. Yeah, they've they've been mailing it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you've left us breathless because we agree entirely with your with your point. I'm gonna shut up for the rest of the show. Um, let's you know now that we've uh, visited the future, and that w- that was a lot of fun. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about other other news of the day. Gostkowski, I just feel bad that he didn't even get a letter. Well, we looked, and there was absolutely no update on his life from ahead, the days ahead. Maybe it went to Wes or Dan. Well, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Would that be – it just seems like there was nothing out there at all. So I'm assuming with the Patriots, they just sealed any sort of future information up? Or probably. Or gave it to Wes. They probably gave it to Wes. Gostkowski – uh, for a Patriots fan, it's weird to think that he got the contract, first of all, that they never gave Adam Vinatieri. They they always seemed weirdly like not wanting to give Adam Vinatieri a contract, even though he won three Super Bowls. He, Gostkowski has now been there for nine years, so if he stays for the rest of the contract, he'll be there 13 years. That Vinatieri was only there for 10. That makes me feel old, Colleen. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're not old. Don't worry. But, but like saying. my career spans <laughs> this entire you know career. It, it's weird how long he's been there. The last uh, item uh, of news we're going to talk about is uh, an item we got from Seahawks.com that Marshawn Lynch, uh, in the middle of his uh, camp, uh, which he should be totally applauded for. It's a really good article. I'm not just saying that about um, about his camp. He has 1,100 kids there, a lot of like at-risk youth. He spends a lot of time with them. And and that's all great, and that shouldn't be lost in the mix. But the thing that really caught my attention was in the article, it's a sunny day out there. At one point, some worker comes out, gives Marshawn Lynch uh, some chicken wings, and he has a few. And he's But he's in the middle of coaching. He's, he's, he doesn't want to be distracted, and he takes some of those chicken wings, and he puts them in his sock, and he continues to keep coaching. Minutes later, when he's done coaching – you, you know, you take the old chicken wings out of the sock and uh, and you eat them. Well, it's a convenient pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really secure pocket. And I don't I, know what my point or question is here. I just wanted to bring it up for the floor. I mean, I, you know, a lot of times Marshawn Lynch is getting dinged for all sorts of behavior that seems a little you know, off the cuff to people, but this just feels sensible to me. <laughs> It's. I mean, I'm wondering. I have a lot of questions about the wings. If they were dry rub, if there if there was sauce involved, I don't know how. That's like, a very the, valid the logistics point, evolve this. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, how messy were they? Yeah. And, are and they the are these like super super sappy wings with a lot of like barbecue sauce on it? That just doesn't sound comfortable like around your ankle. Right. It also might not come out in the wash with those socks. That might just be it. Maybe I, he I don't just think throws the socks away. Yeah. Socks probably. People, yeah, he's, yeah. He's got plenty. He's of getting you know an endless stream of sportswear. But I think this if the Socks were new, and the wings weren't overly messy. Not it's not the mess. You're going to lose all the stuff that goes on the wing. Mm-hmm. And as a vegetarian, I don't even know why I care about this, but it's like <laughs> it seems like a really good deal. And I think he's again a wise move. I think it's the convenience factor too. Right. I mean, you're in the middle of something. I mean, haven't mm. you ever done anything like that? You're in the middle of a well, podcast. Well, I, I I do probably go towards the line of doing disgusting things in terms of food. Like I don't mind. I'll just eat it if it's sitting around or whatever. <laughs> Whereas most people would think, oh, is that you know you got to wash your hands. You got to do everything r- the right way. A lot I, of rules. 
I, I would just grab if I see some food kind of lying there at my house, you know, just grab it or whatever. So I'm more on the Marshawn Lynch side of things. Than Mark looks horrified. No, no, no. It's, I mean, also, I think he cared about the kids more here. It's like, do mm. I need to keep eating? Do I need to coach these kids up? I just am going to miss Marshawn Lynch whenever he goes away. Like, he is a... Did a, the future tell you something else? No, but he's a, he's a delightful character. He, he can't play forever. I just want to enjoy... Uh, the time we have with Marsha. This is like the first time I've ever agreed with Greg on food about anything because I don't understand. You're in LA. Oh, we've got to wash that apple under the sink. So, oh yeah, we've made that apple better by putting it under like right. a gallon of LA tap water. Mm-hmm. That That's one of nice the... knows where that's That's coming. a perfect right. example of where I... I that's the type of thing my wife's like, oh, did you wash that apple? Like, Give me a break. About- How many different things had to happen to that apple right. before it got to me? It's probably are we good like- for your immune system. I mean, are we in central Wisconsin? We're in L.A. <laughs> you don't wash anything. You don't use the water. So there you go. And uh, that's it for the news. It's a different different type of news. I like yeah. It. No, that was great. Um, I mentioned the pain rankings before. Sightful. Before we move on to our uh, senior superlatives. Senior superlatives. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to even mention at the top of the show, or Are You Kidding Me is back this week. Oh, that's Ooh. one of my favorites. Connor Orr is on the line, and we're going to call him in a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the pain rankings before. I did also want to mention we've hit the top five of our Making the Leap series. Mark, you had Honey Badger early in the week. Mm-hmm. Give me Honey Badger in 10 seconds or less. I'm He's going to have a better year you. than his rookie season. Hasn't Woo! been healthy since. I like that. Uh, I had Anthony Barr was number Size. three. Teddy Bridgewater was number two, and uh, we're going to unveil our number one player making the leap on Friday, so everyone check that out. I also want to say something uh, we often forget to, which is that it really helps us when you leave comments for us uh, on iTunes, when you give us high ratings and stuff. Every podcast I listen to, they they give this reminder like every time, and it really helps, and I've I've seen our ranking our little uh, thing go down a little bit. Oh, Have really? you guys left comments? No. And I don't even know how to access it, right? but I would. I I'm would just saying if it, okay. it seems help a little us out. I will. To leave a comment about no, my I, own performance. I can't, leave, I can't leave a comment about myself. But, you know, leave a comment, uh, rate it a five, you know, subscribe on every different device or something. Tell your friends. That, that's all. Why yeah. not? That's all I wanted to say. Let, let's go Good to hosting. Uh, let's little go to PSA. The, let's go to the senior superlatives. Greg's doing a hosting Quick question perfect game right this. now. What's up? Quick question going into the senior, yes. senior superlatives for everybody in the room, including the Irishman. Uh, did anybody win a superlative in high school in this room? I did. Uh, you I did? did as well. I did too. All right, let's go. Around okay, so Sully, we didn't. I don't think we had him. Really? I, I could have just been tuned out, which sounds possible, but I'm pretty sure we didn't have it. Is that a band reference? No, <laughs> I just mean like I wasn't paying close attention to what was going on. He was on, tuned in if he was. I'm pretty back. sure they didn't have that that in my yearbook or anything like that. Wow, guys, sound organized at that yeah. school. <laughs> Good way to sell. Sully, what were you? Uh, well, I'm no, gonna so, guess best mustache. No, I, I didn't have a mustache in high school. I went to private school. Actually, no facial hair allowed. Uh, but no mm. surprise, I'm wearing orange Fancy shirt pants. and an orange orange socks today. That I uh, also also won. Uh, most school spirit in middle school and high school, and I probably would have won it in college if they had it. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's surprising to me. Yeah, most school I spirit. I could totally see that. Yeah. Not not a surprise to anybody. Did they have no. like a, I would have gotten least school spirit, I feel like. I <laughs> well, you were a, you were a goth dip. Actually, I was pretty musician. active. I was in all, all the clubs. That, that That's why I don't think. What I were all the clubs? 
No, I mean like the I, clubs in high school. I was kind of like in Rushmore. You know, I didn't my, my grades weren't great, but I was like in every club. You know, like Model nice. Congress and Mock Law. Wow, and all those sorts. Yeah, you, you had a big resume going into. We had us. We started the bocce right. club. Ooh, I, I like it. I directed uh, some plays. You Ooh. were you were chasing after a British widow. <laughs> what? what are you? Are you Max Fisher? You, I wish I was. You're saying you're Max yeah. Fisher. No, I'm just saying in a lot of clubs. What were you? What were you in high school? I don't recall what it was. I remember winning <laughs> something. Oh. I really don't. It was just, it was some low level. I think they're like, oh, we have to give everyone something. So this guy got something. What, was, what were you calling? Would you go to the school those of like 10? Probably. Give everybody something? Aw, Solly. No, I no, was, I'm uh, saying there's not that many artistic. superlatives to hand most out. Most artistic. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. What was, uh, like, painting or what, yeah, what was the art? Everything. The art? Paint. Music. Uh, drew. No, no, no. Just like um, painting, drawing, um, you know, I don't even pottery. Know. Yeah, but if you've ever guessed, yeah. you become a sports. Uh, yeah, this uh, wasn't the plan. I was supposed to be an art teacher. Mm, was, wow, this well, kind of happened. You could do that down the road, potentially. Yeah, yeah, could do that, or I'd be out of a job. If this, yeah, if this probably. podcast goes terribly wrong, art teachers <laughs> are always the happiest. So uh, that's not a bad. That's not when a bad Jerry thing. Jones has you fired four hours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's uh, let's do our senior superlatives. Because we have to have a little music cue with every segment. Mm-hmm. Colleen, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, biggest dreamer mm. goes to Trent Richardson. <laughs> I mean, he's wow. aiming high, and that's great. And I think that he is going to prove everybody wrong this year, just like he hasn't every other year before this. So that, so this is look, <laughs> looking forward, really. And, and mm-hmm. you're saying for the 2015 season, he, he's dreaming. That, I mean, that's fair. I think really it's the rate. It's Reggie McKenzie that's dreaming. Why? Why, well, yeah, why that's did he true give him too. that contract? And why? Why are there only four running backs on that roster? One of them who no one's heard of, and Trent Richardson, and maybe two other guys that make it. He's going to make the team. It, the MVP of the offseason is Trent Richardson's agent. How did they give him that that contract where they guaranteed him money when there was no way there was any team competing for him in that? Season? Yeah, I I don't understand why he's there. I mean, who they have Roy Halu there as well. Halu. Latavius Murray, Murray Richardson, and then a fourth guy that I'm not convinced is a real person. I know, oh. I know they guaranteed him uh, money, but it still wouldn't. It's six, hard to outjuke that savvy Raiders front office. So six hundred thousand dollars guaranteed—that's just at the borderline where you just eat that money after seeing how, how poor he was. It, we've heard with Trent Richardson that it's really like the off the field stuff that some of the Colts were. Uh, Brass was concerned about not like he he was like a bad guy or anything just like he was really distracted and he had 30 people showing up to every game and he was worried about all that kind of stuff if you're not going to produce in the Colts offense right how in the world are you going to do anything with the Raiders not gonna happen Mark what's uh what's your first superlative uh the one I have is uh let's see here worst couple very, you know, these couples in high school that think they're worst gonna, couple. They're gonna ride off into the sunset, and they're not. It's Jay Gruden and RG three. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I don't like, you know, I, I've sat near them in class during part of the school year, and I just don't like the interaction between them. The energy. Is, what have you seen? Well, one thing, because I think Jay Gruden is sort of the dominates the relationship and plays this thing with other people around him, where he'll. He'll pretend to show confidence in his uh, mate, but then he does not. And it's like this this relationship is heading south, and I think it could be by October, November, these two break up. Mm. 
do they hold hands down the hallway and then like fight? Whatever they do whenever? to give those kinds of signals, it's well, anything positive seems false, mm-hmm. and anything right. negative seems just at the cusp it, of what's really going on. It's under. interesting because if they were giving out you know these yearbook uh, awards in two thousand and five. It, maybe it was John Gruden and Chris Sims, or John Gruden and Jeff Garcia, or John Gruden and whatever There's a theme here. Whatever yeah. McCown brother they had right. in Tampa. I mean, the the Grudens go through quarterbacks like uh, I don't know. Well, and they're quarterback gurus apparently. And you know, the best one that either of us had is Andy Dalton. He's like he's like that guy at the high school that's just rolling through girlfriends one after another. Marshawn Lynch and the chicken wings just over and <laughs> over again. Were you were you a good uh, couple in high school? Like, were you a good boyfriend? Did you have girlfriends and, and whatnot? I had a number of them. I mean, it okay. was obviously if I was really good, it would, they wouldn't have all ended in a some sort oh, of. Oh well, obviously so. it's got to end. But you were kind of you know you were a, a boyfriend. You were a couple kind of guy. It's, you don't ask school. me if I was that. You ask the other people. They'll probably give you a much more colorful account. How was your uh, high school dating situation, Colleen? Um, it was uh, pretty much non-existent because I cut off all my hair. So, um, yeah, there was... Hair's uh, that important? Yeah, apparently. I was uh, going through a... It like it Greg's weird. Band. Yeah, I don't know. My uncle cut off all my hair. I was a figure mm. skater. It was a weird period of my life, I guess. We're learning a lot. <laughs> kind of like the... I'm trying to think who... Like, who is the cool short haircut of the time. Oh, nobody at all. So uh, my friends called was me it? Ellen for a little while. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Most I artistic got it, ice I skating with a butch cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that was me. How about uh, you? Um, I peaked in high school, I would say. Mm. that was Relationship-wise. Really, Relationship-wise, because I was, you know, I was, you know, I, I was, I had the confidence going but you know no one had noticed how you know short I was and annoying my voice you know I just in in high school all you have to do is be willing to talk to girls and then you'll be fine at at some point you need more than that and I would say in high school I had that yeah I think you peaked now you're happily married with two children I'd say that's a high point compared to whatever happened at Roosevelt High (laughs) fair point Uh, I was Minichog Minichog Regional less catchy Indian country Um, biggest flirt that's gonna be my uh Superlative. Biggest flirt award. Uh, that's going to go to Jeff Fisher. I'm giving that to Jeff Fisher. Now, <laughs> like that seems that. a little confusing, but I'm going to unpack it for you. Jeff Fisher is the guy who's flirting with all the reporters from around the country. Oh, Michael Silver. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Your hand gesture. Adam, um, Adam Schefter. Is perfect. This I wish people could see it. And everyone's wondering, oh, what? How, how come Jeff Fisher's had like three winning seasons out of 17, but no one ever seems to notice or care or... or wonder what exactly Jeff Fisher is bringing to the table. He just has this entrenched reputation as a, as a great head coach. And I think that's because partly because he's the biggest flirt around. Second head coach you picked on with mustaches today. I'm seeing what you have against mustaches. <laughs> wow. What's going on here? Explained it well, though. There's, yeah. some, uh, there's some fire there. So, you know, Jeff Fisher, I actually think the, the Rams are going to have a, a good season yeah. this year. I believe in these Rams. And so that's only going to – raise the flirting even more. So now instead of, you know, we'll get interesting articles where no one's criticized Jeff Fisher. Now when they do well, and I do think they're going to do well this year, now we're going to start he- hearing about, wow, what a job he's done turning them Oh, and out. the GM with the perfect hit. I'm worried about that offensive line. Mm. So, well, they just it, drafted five rookies. Exactly. Mm. So you have so many unproven guys on your offensive line and you're going to try and run the ball with Todd Gurley if he's healthy enough. How are you going to do that? And then who are your receivers? 
Kenny Britt, Tavon Austin. Austin. It's a weird group. It sounds Edmund like he'll Daly. be protected press from the press side of it, no matter what happens. Yeah, so. that's what I was getting at. Uh, Colleen, you're up next. Oh, okay. Um, most likely to crash on your couch, Josh Gordon. <laughs> I think this one is pretty oh, self-explanatory. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is. Dead on. Yeah. Well, he's got to go somewhere after working at the car dealership. Yep, right? he's he's pulling hard hours at the car dealership, and uh, it's a perfect set. He's in, he's yeah. in Berea, Ohio, needs a, cra- a couch to crash on. Yeah, he, he just needs to, you know, get get through the time and, you know, just needs a place to stay. Mark would definitely love if Gordon was crashing at his house. It would be a total situation where Simone, after a week or two, would be like, well, Mark, maybe we should think about, you know. Does he want to get up at 548? <laughs> I guess the think about is, telling you, would be like, he's on the Browns. I think the Browns are like, you can crash on couches, but whose couch? Because that's mm-hmm. all going to depend whether he we ever see or hear from him ever again, basically. <laughs> yeah. Mark, what's uh, what's your next one? All right, most likely to blow up the men's bathroom with homemade explosives. Oh, this oh. is getting weird. <laughs> what? Dark. I mean, it's a, it happens in most high schools at some point. Okay. Right? Not No one's hurt. Is this it's what fine. happened at TD's house? That's possible. <laughs> I'm going Joe Philbin. Mm. I think there's a lot of pent-up anxiety <laughs> and angst in Joe Philbin, and he's, you know, he's... Oh, sitting around thinking, everyone tells me I've got no personality. Mm. I make no dent on society. <laughs> I wear, sensitive. Yeah, I wear cords and a white turtleneck and carry a briefcase. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to make be a little my voice wacky. hurt. I'm going to make my voice hurt, and it's going to be in a completely undisciplined, childish way. Blow up a bathroom. I feel, I feel like Gronk would be a good answer for that one. Just kind of yeah, a, he would, a he protastic, would be. Probably yeah. fun. But it would be unintentional. <laughs> like He didn't realize that right. was going to happen. <laughs> My uh, my next one's going to be most likely to be president, which really is one of those that you get in everywhere. And I was trying to think who is the most likely to be president of all the, the NFL players. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because, a- as TD uh, alluded to a little earlier, there's something there's something political about Russell Wilson. There's something that could appeal just enough to I think a, a big mass audience. He seems like a guy who who would want to put himself out there. Now he you know he's kind of branching out, he, raising his profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think He's that's solid. Most likely to be present. Becoming a little like trendier at this point. Yeah. Where he had like the good guy vibe going. And I think it's still definitely got to be a quarterback. Yeah, yeah it has yeah. to be a quarterback. Tom Brady. Uh, right. says, I go with Peyton Manning. Mm. Oh, I that's, cannot deal with press conferences. Good. Yeah. Guy yeah. I don't think he I don't think he likes football too much. I don't think he would. Oh, he'll be a head coach one day, I'd, I'd say. I think Maybe Peyton Manning that. will be one of those one of those guys who enjoys his retirement plenty. I, I think he know. He, I don't, he's gonna miss. Of course, he's gonna miss it. But he's from New Orleans. He knows how to. How about Tom party. Brady, first lady Giselle? Life. That would be pretty cool. That wouldn't be hard. Let's do some more. Yeah, he's got. I know we've got around twice. Though. But I, I've seen you have a long list here. I wanna. I wanna hear some more. Okay. Yeah, you too. All right. Um, worst driver. That goes to Jay Cutler. He's a terrible driver. He really he can't stay in the lane. He has trouble <laughs> focusing. He's he's one of those guys too that hesitates. Mm. So you know if you're not aggressive when you're driving, you get yourself into trouble. Yes. Like, so if you don't trust yourself, then that's when things happen. You know, you stop. You and then there's a bus there. You know, and yeah. it's just it kind of is a snowball effect. Right. He he can't really anticipate what other cars mm-hmm. are gonna do. Like he has no clue. He has to see the car moving right. until he really believes it. Um, Most of his offensive coordinators have been in the other car that he hits. <laughs> like they all end up gone after a year. He drives really fast, though, so that's cool. There's a cool factor. He drives really fast, right? But it's just it's sort of dangerous. Almost you don't you don't want to be in the car with him. Let's just say that. What did you did you guys have cars in high school? 
Uh, yes, I did at the mm-hmm. tail end, the very end. I had what, what a used car. What was it? Honda Prelude. Mm. I had I had two. I had a really old boxy Volvo that was my cousin's that the roof was classic. Flying, and I had to like put the tack on it to get the roof to stay. And then um, I had my brother's uh, Trans Am. Mm, which later cool. the tailpipes actually fell off of while I was driving. The prelude I had, the, it came to an end, I believe, when it rolled out of, I had a house that was up on a hill over our neighbors, and I came home one night, and I don't know what happened. I was walking up the walk, and it just rolled in the middle of the night off, out of my driveway, <laughs> over <laughs> a rock wall, into my neighbor's yard, crossed the yard, hit a tree, and uprooted the tree. It seemed wow. like a sign of some sort. You know what? Something very similar just happened to you recently where a car rolled down and hit your car, right, in the middle of the night. Maybe that was cosmic forces sort of equaling themselves out. I don't know. You Still know what I mean? trying to get the insurance back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. I drove, uh, I drove my old grandfather's car, and uh, all my friends called it the Subaju because I, oh. I was like the only Jewish person in town. Irish Catholics surrounded everyone. <laughs> Mark, you're up. <laughs> Uh, class clown. I mean, this, you know, some of these, it's just so obvious that, you know, you know what, before the yearbook's printed, what's happening. Richie Incognito. What? Why is that Good obvious? sense of humor, but he knows oh boundaries. Like, he's like, when he gets in trouble, he's, he understands, and he's able to take a joke a certain distance and then temper it down. I think he's got, he's a perfect candidate for this. Not, a, he's not some, you know, you can respect his humor. I, I want going Gronk on that? I would go Listen, I didn't that. vote. I want to right. I <laughs> want to keep my um, school. I want to keep all my you know facilities and not get in any more trouble. So I'm not even going to comment on Richie. Let's let's do one more each quickly. Okay. Um. How about most forgetful? Mm. This one is um. It's given out every year. Um. And it's actually this is a repeat because he repeated. So RG three. Um. He gets <laughs> oh, most no. forgetful. It's weird, but he just can't remember how to be a quarterback. Wow. He's had a bad senior year. That's, that's a lot of he RG3. Really has. Poor guy. I know. Uh, most likely to win a Nobel Prize, Odell Beckham, because <laughs> according to what's happened this offseason, that wouldn't be hard for him, and he's probably already done it. What about, a, what about the guy? There's the guy on Baltimore, uh, offensive lineman, who just um, produces scholarly math Papers for like MIT's academic thing. You, wow, you know what I'm I, talking about? Oh, it's that guy. Left, if, it's, if he, it's Monroe, isn't it? No, it's no. Not you, I forget his name, but I feel like he would. He could be a good. He does that for fun. Okay. He just does it for fun. He like submits academic papers on really complicated mathematics. Mm. I don't know who else would would win it. I think Beckham is, is clearly superhuman in every trait. John according Urschel. to the John Urschel. See? Wow, well done. Nice. Yeah. And what is it that Sully. he submits? Did he check that? Ma- something with math. Yeah. Okay. Glad I don't know. I don't know numbers. Glad Something we got that straightened out. Well, uh, that w- that was a delightful little segment. This was great, guys. I, I think we, we should, should do, do it again. We should do it again. Um, but before uh, Colleen Wolf idea, too. we go for the day. It was a great idea. Um, we do have to get one of our favorite segments of the week. Always our last segment of the week during the off season, and uh, of course, that's the segment by the name. Or are you kidding me, Connor? Or are you there? What's going on, everybody? Oh, I got to admit, this is the part of the show I'm the most nervous for because, you know, just the the excitement that Hansis brings to this uh, and the the finger pointing (laughs) that sets off the guitar. I don't know if I can really replicate that as well as Dan does. 
I'm stuck in traffic in Newark, so I'll really bring the energy. Plus, <laughs> plus they'll be offended because I, I was going to give Dan best hair uh, with the superlatives, but we didn't. Uh, I guess I just did. Although if in high school you had salt and pepper hair, I don't think people would think that. Well, back then, you know, yeah. I, doubt, I doubt he did. All right, Connor Orr. Well, if you guys haven't listened to the show before, Connor – um, he's a small man, uh, but he's he's solid. He's thick, and you know this is going well. <laughs> people sometimes treat him, you know, without the respect that they really should. And he's there in the New York area. He's out getting uh, reports. He's competing against other reporters. He gets a little upset, and uh, he's got to let go of that frustration. And uh, we let him do that in in a little segment we like to call "Are You Kidding Me?" Connor Orr. What do you got for us? Greg, I would like to know why someone thinks it's okay, especially when you're in a suite, to sing at the top of their lungs at a concert when you ask them not to. Standing at the top of a concert? (laughs) What concert was this? So uh, last week I went to go see Rush, and I was very excited. Uh, Very awesome rock band from Canada, Legends. 40th anniversary tour, might be their last one. And I was in a suite with this guy who had all the tour gear on. I knew he was going to go nuts, but it's a small 12-person suite. So I said, I'll make a compromise. Anytime they play something off of moving pictures, you don't sing, but the rest of the time go nuts. And he didn't didn't adhere to that at all. It was ridiculous. Mm, so it... <laughs> More proof that Connor Orr is not a millennial, despite no. his age. He's at the concert... Shushing the other concert goers. I okay, like I thought you said stand up. So you're saying singing at the concert is really, yeah, really yeah, the yeah. big problem. Yeah, that's Yet- my problem because you know what? Especially if the lead singer has a unique voice like that, you're not better than he is. And I'm paying mm. to go see that guy. <laughs> no, no one sounds crazier than Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, do you have other rules that you you know lay down the law at concerts with? I mean, what what other rules do you have here? Uh, I would say no. Uh, you can you can go to the bathroom during ballots, but other than that, mm. you have to you have to stay in your seat because I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want my flow to be interrupted. Connor Wait, says you or anyone. Eh, no, no one. No one can leave my row. We're learning a lot about Connor. Connor says, "Sit down, listen to the music. It's Rush." <laughs> 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 By the way, Rush is terrible. I got I mean, that's my or are you kidding me? Who wants to go see Rush? Oh. You know, honestly, when, when I was planning this segment, I knew, like, I, I absolutely was 100% certain that your biggest objection to this would be Rush. I didn't know that you didn't like them, but I figured you wouldn't like them. That yeah. Something I'd... They were just one of those bands that people were into and, you know, that were old. It was before my time, really, as well. And I, I never quite I never quite got it. And we pulled our newsroom after. Connor, after you went to the concert, you mentioned on IM, on Slack, that you, uh, are, you, you went to Rush. And we asked, like, half the room. And there's a, it's a young newsroom. At least 50% had never even heard of Rush, which yeah, that, that surprised me. No, that, that makes sense to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I've heard of them, but I, I wouldn't seek them out. No. I, Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that, Connor. That's I don't want to upset Connor. I'm still convinced Connor is quietly <laughs> no. like 39 Once years Once again, old. people are doubting Connor or the rage is building inside of him. Connor, do you have one more uh, thing that you need to get out for us this week? Well, all of that makes me want to say, or are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, Connor, thank you again. 
Uh, it, it's always so delightful uh, to hear from you, Connor. We'll even call you up and talk about football one of these times. But that's uh, cool, and the pleasure's all mine. So thank you, I appreciate it. That's Connor Orr. Well, good again. luck with that traffic. It really is a it really is an art form to uh, get the sound drops and, and point it all all right. You were preparing for it before the show. I, I was a little worried, and I'll be really excited uh, when Dan is back next. I week. think you've done a fi- you've done a very solid well. We had job. DJ help host the show on Tuesday. That was controversial. That was people, great. A lot of people were upset about that. We we haven't heard anything between. Dan and DJ on that, which really is a, is a bad sign. If- well, Dan did ask on Twitter if DJ had won a contest. <laughs> like, how else did he get in the studio? Was, was Dan's? Uh, but we're gonna keep them. We're gonna keep them apart. That was our chance to have DJ on the show. We're gonna bring Colleen on the show whenever whenever we can. So we don't Great. need Dan gone for that. So we'll 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 do that throughout the season, throughout training camp. We will be back with the Around the NFL podcast on Tuesday next week. We'll do one more week with two shows Tuesday. And Thursday, and then training camp's really going to get going the week after that. We will be back to three shows a week for the rest of the year after that. And I'm excited about that. Colleen's excited about that. And uh, really, that's it for today. Mark Sessler, thank you for coming by. I love this drop, by the way. Colleen Wolf. It's great. Thank Uh you. Of course, uh, we've got Sully behind the mic. TD was here a little earlier. We got Brandon McGinnis. We missed Dan Hansis. We missed Chris Wesley. I'm Greg Rosenthal. We'll be back on Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.